Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the Waterboy. It's good to be with you. It's Monday, but I, I hope you enjoyed some of the shows last week. You know, we ended with Winston Marshall from Mumford Sons. Go you check know, that one out. You know, my one regret with that interview, yeah. I've told several people, is I, I, I beforehand I thought to myself, we've got to ask him to get out his banjo and play something <laughs> I just didn't think us. we could afford it. I, I, just, I, just, I, I just didn't think no, we could. I, mean, I thought about it. But if he played it, no, right. he played it. No, like, I know. Why? I'm just saying I didn't think we could afford him to play That's for a big ass. Like, like, That's a big ass. Come on and talk and come Dude, on perform see, for us is different. You see how chill, see how chill he I, was? <laughs> That's why I didn't think he was going to play. <laughs> no, if we had said, hey, man, play, play us a few Play us a few chords. He's a like, few, you're not a few worthy. Licks. You're not a worthy. few licks. A few measures. You you're know? not worthy. You don't, have to, oh. you don't have to rap for us or anything. Just <laughs> Although he probably would have rapped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to say this real quick. People have been asking, are we on daily? Guys, we've been on daily for like seven months. Okay. That? It feels like seven years. You guys do a daily show? Yes. Look, tell your friends. We've been doing a daily show. Please watch. It's daily. I don't know. Maybe if people are asking if we're doing a daily show, we should reconsider. Please. I just don't think they know. They're like, oh, they get a notification here or there. Some people turn their notifications off. But tell your friends. Yeah, five, politics is Five on. days a week. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's never been a better time to become a club member at CrossPolitik. Hmm. This year, CrossPolitik will be dropping exclusive content into our club portal for club members only. Some of this content will include a Bible study series with me, a mm -hmm. special with New St. Andrews President Ben Merkel, our backstage content, which oh. routinely, if we have a guest on or if we just got a conversation going that we can't stop, we'll yep. just go backstage and finish yeah. it for our club members. And of course, all our conference talks um, are all there in the club portal. Past conference talks and of course, this new one coming up at the Ark Encounter. That's right. Uh, in October, you can grab a club membership for just ten dollars a month. It's like two cups of coffee. So head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. Get signed up today. That's fightlaughfeast.com. Mm, one, two, three, four. What do you count there, man? What do you five. got? Okay, you, got? you get these five. I got these five. All right. Yeah. What, what are uh, these? Five. One, hold on. There's Six, green highlighters. Seven. Chicken eggs. Eight, oh nine, my. Okay. Ten. Hold on. Ten. Ten. All right. Okay. That's All right, ten. Yep. Ten pages. Okay. 11, 12, 13. I don't have Oh, a this is like bunch. back to back to okay. back. So pages? remember we talked about the eggs and the conspiracy stuff the that's going on. The, yeah, yeah, with the chickens yeah. and the I, I have to report that now all my chickens have died. <laughs> all, all of them. The, a fox Gabe, found another hole. Gabe, I lost sure? I lost 12 chickens this last year. Yeah. It was it was Are bad. You sure I, the, don't, I don't think bad. your I, chicken problem has to do with feed. No, no. It's yeah. it's a uh, I got this old barn. It's like 80 years old or Notice something. That's how he takes a new story and makes it about himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And it's got holes all over Gabe, the place. There are real problems and, in the world. Yeah. And well. you just need to actually have a safe 
Chicken, well, chicken ownership has become a status symbol this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, it really it, has, you, right? You don't have any and, status. And I have no status. <laughs> Everybody's like, we're judging you right yeah, now, no. Dave. All right. So, yeah. so, I'll take it. We had about 13 pages of emails come in. Oh uh, 13, 14, they're still coming in right now. Yeah. But this is what we have calculated up. Here's what I'm going to okay. do. This is so good. Uh, we're going to put all of these in the show notes so everybody can have access to this and not just us. Yeah. We were able to aggregate all of our listeners uh, who have chickens and who there's some doctors in here, people yeah. who are pastors, a, pastors in here, a deacon. Uh, yeah. No, no, you no. Can learn a lot from no. him. No. Um, who again, I, we do this because I trust our club members. I trust the people who we're in fellowship with the people who go to our churches and people who are club members mm. and who listen to this show far more than I trust anybody on YouTube and, or at TikTok who are telling us all the stories. They might've highlighted some things, but I trust these far better. And so yeah. people have sent in their stories. Pastor, you want to read just kind of one of those? Oh, my goodness. If you can find one that kind of agrees and then one that maybe doesn't. Okay. Well, um, here's one. Because it's all over the place. Dear Knox, asking you shall receive. Right. Yeah. Seeking you shall find. Knock? Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah. But <laughs> Knox. But in this case, you may have asked for more than you're bargaining for, not to beat a dead horse or not laying chickens in this case. They're fragile creatures after all. But we can attest to the feed laying issue referenced on yesterday's cross politics show. We noticed that our chickens stopped laying sometime early last fall while we were still living in the Atlanta area. At first, we assumed it was from their yearly molting. Our layers, however, did not resume their natural function following the finish of molting. Months went by and no eggs. They started to look more and more like future Chick fil A sandwiches <laughs> each passing day. Like many, we are buying feed from a chain feed store, Tractor Supply, which yeah. meant. Purina feed. That's right. Wow. By December, we were poised to move to Idaho and we're in temporary living situation. My wife decided to order a small, high quality food batch non Purina to prep our hens for the cross country odyssey a couple weeks before we hit the road. After two weeks of new feed and while driving across the country, no less, they our started laying eggs. Who had not laid eggs in a few months started laying again. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh huh. You got uh -huh. that? Uh -huh. That's oh, true. Okay. My goodness. I'm generally not a conspiracy theory type, but with brazen mass manipulation and markets since COVID in the way, Many went to homesteading light to be in control of part of their food supply. Given pandemic crunches, it would not surprise me in the least that the big wigs at Perina and some FDA goons were trying to hedge their bets by pushing homesteading types out of keeping their own chickens. So this, this guy says things that affect uh, laying eggs, molting, which was mentioned there, hours of sunlight, yep. um, stress. Being decreased, yeah. And that's number three, stress. And apparently... Um, predators you, could bring stress. You, yeah, you, to, you had uh, some yeah. stressed chickens. I, I, I got, I got, uh -huh. <laughs> and then a bad or outdated feed. So, uh, right. so you got all three, three strikes. You're out. <laughs> three so, strikes. Three strikes. You're out. Here's something that really helped me. So I'm naturally conspiracy theorist, but this is this is this stuff is weird. Something is going on. Okay. But what was really helpful to me in this is that I started thinking of all of the different types. There's a lot of variables in here. Yeah. And if you know anything about randomized control testing, you remove the variables in order to be able to try and get some sort of conclusion. Well, the variables are so massive in this case. The type of chickens, yeah. the place that they're at, the weather, the, the type of food, the, the weather, the, yeah. the time yeah. of season, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, the, fox, fe the fear, fox in the hen house. Fear, right? That all mattered. But one of the things that was consistent, what were we going to say, Pastor? Molting. Molting, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that was consistent for the people who were seeing the change in um, the eggs being laid was that the feed. Yeah. Even though they had all those things, some yeah. people who were experienced yeah. chicken owners were like, yeah. wait a second. We've seen those cycles before. Yeah. There was somebody who wrote in and said, listen, I do not have any problems with my chickens, but I don't have any other feed, the same feed that everybody's using. I get the stuff from the Amish folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And so, uh, there you go. So, so yeah. I, I don't have, the, but yeah. what was, I recommend if you're a Fight Laugh Feast Club member or not, the app is free. Go download the app. This is inside of the notes for you to go through and, and maybe even be able to, um, Synthesize for yourself, kind of yeah, what's bro. going on with your chickens. Get some help. There's been some large avian flu outbreaks. That's right, the flu outbreak another, that happened. Another factor um, that's being mentioned in some of these letters. Um, so there's a there's a lot yeah. here, and we don't have all the time to go through it. But I thought this is a great way for us to help each other out again to get we more took last just, names out and all that. Yeah, stuff. We but do. you get to read through all the. Emails I have around and thirty chickens. I've not had any issue with laying. With that said, I know several people that have had issues. The yep. difference between my chickens and theirs is the feed. My feed is from a local feed mill. Theirs is fed corporate feed from Tractor wow. Supply. There you go. That's Chris. Man, yeah. I've never been so interested about chickens in my life. Yeah, you Actually, know what? I haven't. I, with, with, I've with, never with, thought about how We're talking about chickens on the cross-politics show. Here. To have <laughs> such a, a union of people and a place for it to be aggregated yeah. is what I'm excited about. Because yes. I wonder what, what else we can do together yeah. Yeah. to our find out some of our own everything. answers. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, trust, listeners. Trust That's awesome. Yeah. I trust these resources. Yeah, thank you. All right, so Alicia Massey, she's a teacher. Um, and this is actually in Arizona, and and she's a public school teacher. And listen what what she has to say. There's actually they're working on this bill, uh, trying to pass this bill. I think it's 7100. It's about you know banning basically certain library books, stuff like that. 1700. 1700. 1700 excuse yeah, yeah. me. Uh, 1700. And um, uh, anyways, here's what she has to say about um, her view of kids in public school. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? Yes. I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, The one line that I love is uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. Oh, so what needs. is it? Get your kids out of public schools. Uh, you know, that's times? a Dewey line right there. What, yeah. what society needs yeah. you yeah. to learn. Right. So is this what? So is, I'm, help me understand this. Is this the same thing that they're doing down in Florida? They're trying to do in Arizona and they're speaking out against this bill. So it has to do with the libraries. A the lot of states, a lot of conservative states are doing this because the whole porn and library thing has gotten everyone uh, spooked and, yeah. and freaked in conservative what states. What society needs to know is that gender is fluid. You're not created in the image of God. Yeah. You can choose your own sexuality. Um, what do you have to what do you have to believe about my kids and me exactly. for you to get up yeah. here and to say, do parents yeah. have a doctorate in education? Yeah. Therefore, that, that we that we evolved from monkeys. So th- have, have have we vetted? Uh, have you been vetted, Toby? Yeah. Knox, have you been vetted? No. As you a parent? Better, you just take six seats right now. <laughs> I ain't even going down. No, but I think that's we, pretty brazen we, that she says that. No, but but we we invited this yeah. when, when you let Darwin be taught as a serious theory. Or when you gave public schools authority. Right. But that's all it's all together. Yeah. It's all it's all together. I mean yeah. the, the the whole idea, the whole idea that um that evolution is is a viable theory, that we all came from pond scum. Yeah. Uh, that we you have common descent from some ape um, ancestor. Yeah. It means, though, that nobody has any God-given rights. Yeah, that's uh, right. Every, everything is a matter of might makes right. And, um, and in this case, you know, advanced degree makes right. Right. And you don't have any special right over your kids. You're just a productive machine. You're just a, right. you know, a human being producing right. uh, organism. 
And, and there's no reason why you can't buy your eggs from a factory yeah. and grow them in a test tube and uh, because it's, it's just for society. Yeah. There was a, a book by Ray Sutton he wrote a long time ago, talked about who owns the family. That was the question of the book. Mm. That's what she's getting at right here, though. Yeah. Like, who actually has real ownership of the family? Yeah. And if if the God, power, the public and, schools and, have all the power. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's that's what yeah. she's questioned. She's yeah. questioned the, the authority. S- the state. Yeah. What is it? That, so then as we're going into this uh, minority report world, are we going to do the same thing with licensing for for adults? Well, if you're going to have your kids, you're going to have to be licensed to keep them. Yeah. Is that what she's getting at right. ultimately at some point? Well, you got to get if, licensed to get pregnant first. Well, Senator Josh Hawley wants us to get licensed to, you know, to use social media. Yeah. My wife, before my kids go to school, they learn how to read. They learn how to write. They learn how to sup at the breast. They learn how to have manners at the dinner table. They learn how to walk, doggone it. Yeah. They learn every bit of life. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that she needs a, you've paid too much for your education. Yeah. <laughs> my oh, yeah. wife has taught yeah. my children far more than you ever right. will. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. But but notice what happened. Her education got her to think of this crazy thoughts. <laughs> right. That's right? exactly you, you, right. You, you know, yeah. th- that's what happened. And so like, we don't need more of that. But yeah. it's not even, it's not even in my wife's education. That I'm, I made even a false argument there. They come, my children are a product of my wife and I's love. Right. Yeah. That's a, you want to know what our love looks like? Look at my children. That's what that is. You don't have any rights to that lady. And, and you can't have <laughs> you true are, education we, without love. We, we didn't make any side yeah. of vow to you at the altar. You weren't there. Yeah. yeah. So you don't yeah. get to encroach on that whatsoever. I don't like that, man. That really that's yeah. something we really have to push yeah. against because that argument is getting okay. too I'm seeing it way too much inside of the government education. Yeah. What do what do parents have to offer their children? Their parents that's prophetic. All right, so would, would you guys vote for Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake if she was president? I know you one know? person in this office that would yeah, have. But our, our producer, our producer, he, likes, he really likes it. Like, like yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's some. Uh, you know, here's yeah, oh, she's yeah. in a Trump rally here. What? You know, saying some good things. Is this a Trump rally? Here we go. Now, the most important thing, the most important thing is we got to bring him back. Excuse me, this is all. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about rally. who you think, but I do agree with you on that. We've got to bring him back. She points out. Him back. She's talking about the, the white balloon that's been floating <laughs> over a country. Oh, look at that. So, this is a Carly Lake for Governor rally. Okay. And she's pointing up for those who can't right. see the video. When we kicked God out, that is when our troubles began. And we got to invite God back into our culture. We've got to invite God back into our homes. And we have got to invite back in God back into our hearts. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. God is on our side. And with God's help, we will win this and we will save this republic. (laughs) Because when you have God on your side and you have America first policies, we are all going to live a better life because of that. There's so much cringe there. You ever remember, you ever feel like you're getting played? Like that's, it's yeah. like, you know, we got to invite him back. Yeah. And then the, the whole pause. Now I know who you think we're talking about, but I'm not talking about him. 
Yeah. I'm talking about him. Well, so it says Kari Lake for governor. You and see he, up there? Yeah. This, this, uh, maybe Trump's joining her at one of her rallies in Arizona. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but. Just getting anyways. played because yeah. there's another video Uh-oh. of Kari yeah. where she's got a little bit of a different tone. She's, this is at Trump Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Now, now we're at Trump Mar-a-Lago. Okay. So I walked away from all that. And one of the things that I think some of you, how many of you are in media in some way, shape, or form? Raise your hand. There's a few of you. This is no secret. 80, 90, 100% of the men in media are gay. Okay? I'm not. And so all of my friends, when I worked in media for 30 years, were the most amazing, fun, smart, savvy people in the world. Amen. And I was the one thing I really was going to miss when I walked away from the media was my gay friends. Turns out I get into politics and I had no idea conservative politics was full of gay men as well. You called his name out. <laughs> they know how to think right. Unlike heterosexual men, they yeah. they don't they don't think right. No, it's yeah. What so it, apparently um, when she was talking about inviting God back in, she wasn't talking about the living and triune God. Well, she didn't say Jesus, so I'm no. guessing she's not talking no. about that. She's, but you know, this is so greasy. I watched. Um, people are gonna get mad at me for this, but I watched Huckabee Sanders also right after the State of the Union speech. She gave the rebuttal to, to uh, President Biden, yeah. and one of the everybody was so happy for something that wasn't Biden that right. everybody drooled over it. Right. But everything she said was so general, so basic that you could have almost flipped it as if she was a Democrat and right. been like, eh, there's no, no, nothing know. much different, nothing practical, nothing practical about it." But we're so happy for people to say something about God, yeah. something about. Right. And families. And then if we get those things and yeah. what was it? I just saw a clip of Don Lemon 10 years ago talking about for black people what they needed mm-hmm. to do. And he listed mm-hmm. out the five things in order for black yeah. people to help change your culture, pull up your pants, mm-hmm. stay married, get an education. And he's just going at it. this is 2013. Uh-oh. And it's like, you yeah. know, it's Once funny. Once they find that video, he's gone. Well, I'm starting to feel like, OK, I appreciate that those are facts. But yeah. if not, me and Don Lemon can match up in the same place. Yeah. I I don't like that. Right. <laughs> I want I want there to be something yeah. else that separates me yeah. from these people. Right. And whenever I start sounding like these people, I start getting concerned. Yeah. Like, am I becoming pragmatic right. or am I like, am I a Christian? Right. Yeah. Am I talking about Christ right. in the way where the gospel brings right. about the change and the outcome? About him. Oh, yeah. Or is it just him? We him. all can. Everybody can yeah. say him. him. Yeah, that's why him. I thought it was she was talking about the Chinese balloon. <laughs> and I think based on what she said, she is. Yeah, might right? as well be. I mean, she thinks that sodomite men think clearly. Against, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's how you get tranny kids. That's how you get abortion. Mm, Andrew Bartello giving us an update on Canada next on Cross Politics. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. 
Bye, Gabe. Bye. I think we should ask him some questions during this segment. You know what? I think Gabe went to go buy some chickens. He he just left like he's, I need some. He slunk out of here with his tail between his legs, embarrassed. I need my status back. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna go get some chickens. Welcome back to Cross Politics on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Um, yeah, as you can see, I don't know. Gabe didn't want to talk to our next guest he's, for some he's, reason. He's allergic to Canadians. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But first, Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment processing system, so go to dimepayments.com slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Check them out today. At least have a phone call and tell them that CrossPolitik sent you. Go to dimepayments.com slash FLF. We're very grateful to have back on Cross Politic our friend, Pastor Andrew D. Bartolo, husband, father, teaching elder, director of operations for Liberty Coalition Canada. He's also a Baptist, but he's against transgenderism. I'm sorry, that's what it says yep. on this bio. I don't, hashtag, I, hashtag no trans. Okay. You know hashtag what? No trans. Yeah. We need more Baptists so like you, brother. Yeah, we're, we're, Way yeah. more Baptists. <laughs> we I mean, love you. Have you seen the revivals that are breaking out? Come on, man. Just saying. <laughs> I know. I, well, yeah. We might talk. We might be talking about that a little bit when we talk about what Canada needs right now, and it might not be what's happening there. Yeah, so. it might not be. Hey, uh, it's been one year since the trucker convoy came through Ottawa, and mm. Justin Trudeau used emergency. Emergency Act powers to crush it, um, and uh, and so the the uh, as you were telling us just a moment ago, the Liberal government um, did a little checking on the Liberal government uh, to see if the Liberal government had used their powers in the right appropriate Liberal way. And this was uh, what we heard from Miss uh, was it Christy Freeland? Um, yeah. So look, when it comes to the financial measures, I think the most important thing uh, to start with is, as the Prime Minister just said, Justice Rouleau's conclusion, which was, and I'm going to read it, um, it was a powerful tool to discourage participation and to incentivize protesters to leave. I am satisfied that it played a meaningful role in shrinking the footprint of the protests and in doing so made a meaningful contribution to resolving the public order emergency. (laughs) That is his broad conclusion on the economic measures. It's what we believed at the time, and I'm really glad that having looked at this so carefully, Justice Rouleau agrees. I would also add that what was so important for us in putting in place these economic measures was our overriding objective, of course, was to end the illegal blockades and occupation. It was to do so without violence, without anyone being hurt. And the economic measures were a tool that really helped make that happen. On the specific question about unfreezing accounts, Justice Rouleau also points out a couple of things. He points out that on February 21st, an order issued a statement from the RCMP effectively instructed that all accounts be unfrozen. Of course, when the measures were lifted on February 23rd, they were unfrozen. And he also pointed out in his own report that work was done urgently at the time and was being done between the government and law enforcement bodies and banks to ensure that there was a process in place to unfreeze the accounts. So all of that was happening. 
as the Prime Minister said, in the very horrible event that this ever has to happen again, for sure, there are some lessons for us. Thank you. You cut off the clip early, like right, no, right after that clip, all the legacy media and the people beside her in unison cried out Zig Heil. Like you forgot to, oh, forgot well, to mention that's, that's what happens here. right after. Oh. Yeah. Oh. There's an extended part of the clip that they didn't really show. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, they never answered the question if it was just to do though. They only answered mm-hmm. if it worked. Do you notice that? That was yep. that was the interesting. Was like, did it work? That very we, utilitarian. Yes. Yeah. And ver- instead of answering the question of was it right to do, the yeah. judge didn't answer the right question. Right. Andrew, yeah. Well, I, it's and it's they lied by the way. Not all the bank accounts were unfrozen. That's demonstrably false. A number of the convoy organizers and people did not have their bank accounts unfrozen or their assets fully released even after the date that it was supposed to. So. I mean, they, they deal in misinformation. So what do you expect? Right. Wow. So can you remind our audience, Andrew, what powers did the Emergency Act give Trudeau? And, 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 and I mean, this, this gal was talking about the um, financial um, uh, economic, side, yeah. economic side of the, of the war. Um, but, but what did that include? And, and what were the effects and, and the impact of that? So the Emergencies Act, that's what it's called. That's not what we call it here or people who know what's going on it's really the rebranded war measures act right in 1987 89 they repealed the war measures act which was only ever used three times in the history of canada world war one world war two and then 1970 when political prisoners were taken and there were actual the murder of journalists was happening so they rebrand it and they call it the emergencies act even though that's not what it is it is the war measures act it basically grants the prime minister vast and vague powers to freeze bank accounts and assets but essentially to suspend charter rights so that's the whole that's the whole purpose of invoking the act is that our charter rights from section 2 on can be suspended because it's been reasonably demonstrated in a just and fair society that the suspension of these rights is legitimate which is section 1 of the charter so basically the emergencies act allows the prime minister to do whatever he wants, and that includes the suspension of our rights. So you're saying basically that by invoking this, Prime Minister Trudeau declared war on the people of Canada. That's exactly what he did. He declared war on his political opponents and those that didn't give in to the lawless status mandates, the unscientific mandates. If they didn't bend the knee to Caesar— right. And they didn't put the pinch of incense upon his altar. Then Caesar Trudeau put his knee upon the throats of Canadians and declared war against wow. them. Absolutely. Andrew, the, the gal here is talking about, you know, this is sort of the lightest, you know, a seizing bank, you know, a freezing bank accounts. And things. <laughs> this is sort of the most unintrusive, nonviolent way of stopping this thing that needed to stop this you know, um, the, the, this trucker convoy that's sort of blockading um, uh, the, the capital. What, what was the real, I mean, what damage was being done by the tr- trucker convoy? What, what, what um, harm was being done by the trucker convoy? So, I mean, you're going to get different answers depending on who you ask. I was in Ottawa a number of times. I have people who were in Ottawa. 
you know, our friend Aaron Rock was in Windsor. There were there yeah. was a, a blockade happening at the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, you also have stuff happening at Coots Bridge in Alberta. So depending on who you speak to, you'll get a different answer. But essentially, there were some noise violations and some parking violations when we get down to it. That's basically it. Um, it was a peaceful protest that was going on. And there were families having fun, dancing, yeah. making French toast, bouncy castles. That's what was happening. That was the real emergency. Uh, and so really, if anything, a few parking tickets and noise violations had to be issued. All of the closing off of roads and the shutting down of areas, it was really the the police. This is something that was uncovered in the actual in, in the inquiry. It's that it's Ottawa police that blocked off certain portions of the downtown core from cars traveling. The protesters left a lane open for traffic and for emergency vehicles. And so they weren't actually it was an actual full it wasn't blockade. A blockade per se. No, it was right. not. That's wow. one of the big myths of this. This whole narrative is that emergency vehicles were emergency vehicles were blocked, which is not the case at all. We saw fire trucks able to clearly get through to go where they needed. So, so that's amazing. So, really, yeah, freezing assets is far more violent, yeah, than yeah. a whole bunch of cars and trucks. Oh, yeah, pulled into the capital to have b bouncy castles and a peaceful protest. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there were the, in the first two days of testimonies for the actual inquiry. You had a number of citizens of Ottawa saying, oh, yeah, they were violent. They were ripping masks off of people's faces. And then when they were pressed by lawyers, they ended up saying, well, I didn't actually see it. I heard about it or CBC reported. Wow. And then these same witnesses were pressed by convoy lawyers only to find out that it was people in apartment buildings that were throwing eggs down at the protesters. And it was people who were from Ottawa who were saying things to the truckers like, get the F back home. So the assault and violence was happening, but it was one way it was directed towards the homeschool moms and their kids and Christians who were there yeah. celebrating and witnessing to people. So there was a committee put together to review all this information there, right? Like that's what you're yeah. talking about. So basically what happens is when you invoke the act as a part of the, so this is another thing we want to talk about spin. Our, our prime minister said, you know, we're going to open ourselves up now to the inquiry to make sure that everything was on the up and up. But what he didn't say was it is required yeah. when you invoke the War Measures Act that a public order emergency commission must be struck in order that you can investigate it. Right. Wow. So, so then were the people who were there protest, who was all allowed to speak? Did they only have one sided um, testimonies or how, how did who's, they go? Who's on this committee and who? Yeah. How do they come up to their come to their decision? So there are people who will be asked to come speak given their involvement. So all of the convoy organizers essentially were asked to come speak. And you have people who can say, I would like to testify. And then you have to make the case for why you should. Now, what's curious about this, and I was speaking with a politician kind of north of my area early on in this actual commission. And he said to me, Andrew, think about who hasn't been invited to speak at this commission. And think about who has. So some of the convoy organizers who legitimately were doing a good and peaceful thing, some of these people, you know, some of them do have some pretty wonky kind of views about stuff on the other side. But here's who wasn't invited to speak. Not a single elected official who agreed with the convoy mm. was invited or allowed to speak. And there were at least a half a dozen or so. No actual constitutional law experts 
including people from Ottawa and people intimately involved with the issue mm. were allowed to speak. So it clearly, it was a, it was a circus from the beginning that you have to have the convoy organizers, but elected officials, experts in the area of constitutional law weren't allowed to testify. Essentially, this thing was, was destined to go this way right. from the beginning. So, you know, here's the thing. So I've been watching a few things happen ever since the whole COVID and our own fight here in America. Watching Gabe and a few other folks around win certain court cases, uh, the I think about the gym in was it New Jersey that didn't shut down, um, took the doors off the hinges. I think right. about Gabe's case. I think about um, even Rory's case. I think and there's many a cases here that, after in hindsight, our court system has worked really well to say, yeah, you know what, they broke the law. That's they shouldn't have done this. Hindsight, let, this is wrong. First Amendment still applies here. Um, pay restitution, right? There's a there's a hope that the checks and balances that we want in place actually do work. You guys are going through court cases, too, but it doesn't look like your checks and balances are working for you. Have you guys won anything there that is said? No. Wow. Nope. The only thing that we've seen is charges have been dropped. So recently charges against Aaron Rock were dropped. That was good. You have charges against a pastor in New Brunswick. Charges were dropped. So they were dropped before they actually got to court. And so everyone celebrates, is it a win? But it's not a win. They basically said, we're not going to take it all the way. Yeah. But to date, everyone who's actually gone to court. So James Court, James Coates appealed his charter challenge. And the judge said, no, your rights weren't violated. Uh, Jacob Rayom, they had their charter challenge. And the judge said, yes, your rights were violated, but it was appropriate to violate your rights given the health crisis. Steve Richardson was actually found guilty and he had to pay a very small fine, I think three or $5,000. So we haven't seen a win yet where you have a judge who has said, yes, the charge is brought against you. I am going to say you are innocent. You didn't actually violate. And the reason is unlike you guys down there with your constitution being what it is our charter of rights essentially is section one all the rights we're about to say that you have we can suspend them if it's reasonable and demonstrable and then section two on is and here are your rights Mm. and so that's always going to be the case where we have a right to freedom of speech freedom of assembly freedom of religious expression freedom of travel yeah until we say you don't it's (laughs) reasonable If if it's reasonable or demonstrable, then we can suspend your rights a la Section 1 of the Charter. And so the Charter has been basically a useless piece of paper for us for the last three years. Wow. So So then, go ahead, Pastor. uh, Yeah. So, Andrew, I mean, what what are you seeing? What's... What does this mean? I mean, given what the committee comes out and says, what the, what the judge comes out and says, and says, this is all reasonable. And even at the end, she's like, you know whatever, God forbid we have to do this again. And we've learned a few things. How to do it oh, yeah, better. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure they're really so sad about having to have to do it again yeah. in the future. Right. I mean, that's what I'm, I mean, I guess what I'm wondering though is, yeah. so, I mean, is that just all pure BS or, I mean, is, is there, um, is there, I mean, what do you see is happening uh, in the future? I mean, is this um, round one or are you expecting round two? Is this, was this the trial run for the real thing? And what uh, is the real and, thing? <laughs> and, and, and how's that going to go for Canadians uh, in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to preface this by saying that I'm a, I am not a, the, 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 the grasshoppers or helicopters and the blood moons and the microchip is the mark of the beast. I'm not that guy, mm-hmm. right? I'm more measured. I'm 
I'm an optimistic amillennialist, so we're very similar, except that I think I exegete the scriptures a little more faithfully than you guys. But other than that, I'm of the position that the kingdom of God will advance and the gates of hell will not be able to withstand the expansion of the church and that all things will be brought under the lordship of Christ. Having said that, I believe that there are very dark days ahead in Canada, very dark days ahead for us. I think that this essentially tells our elected officials that you can suspend the rights of Canadians for no good reason and you will not be held accountable for it. And this legitimately was for a nothing, yeah. right? I think we can all agree that in many, in many respects, COVID was the beta test. Right. COVID was the finger in the water to test the temperature of the people. How compliant are they? How fearful are they? That's, that's what this was. And so the next push is going to be a little, I, I think it's going to be a two pronged attack where climate alarmism is going to crush the population more generally. And the radical LGBT agenda is going to specifically focus on the church. I think that mm. we are, we're getting ready for a multi-generational culture war. And I don't think that I, or even my kids will necessarily see the worst of it. I think that the turnaround, and I'm hopeful for the turnaround because this thing can't go on forever. Eventually it's going to collapse under its own weight, or there will be some sort of civil war. But when, when Western culture in Canada collapses and then it needs to be rebuilt again by the church, which is what they always do. I think that'll be the work of my grandchildren that I'm, I'm almost convinced at this point that my job is to get my kids and grandkids ready for a very, very dark time in our country to be ready to rebuild once everything falls apart, because that's just what the church does. It, it rebuilds and it creates culture and it creates civilization. Wait a second. You expect your grandkids to be Christians? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Well, praise God, brother. I don't know yeah. why you're still Baptist, but uh, we'll figure out that in a second. Appreciate you, brother. I, 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 uh, I want to ask him two more questions. Okay, you can do can, it can, in can just we, a second. Yeah, yeah. Can do it backstage. Yeah. Can you hang on for another couple minutes? Absolutely. Okay, thanks. If you're yeah, single, yeah. get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Gabe, what did you think about that? Oh, really? I love oh. this game. Really? We study God's word at music camp, and God commands us to sing as, uh, to let his word dwell in us richly in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're to worship him musically. We're to proclaim his word musically. And so we want to train up our, our students, our children, to be able to sing skillfully with music, to understand what they're doing. The Bible says sing with understanding. But it's all couched in studying God's Word, growing up as Christian worshipers. The default in our culture today is to be a music consumer. We are conditioned by the age we live in and the technology we have to be people who listen to music and it's an important part of our life. But we have lost something that our forefathers knew, which was being active participants in music. It used to be if you wanted music, you had to make the music. And now we, we just press a button. But uh, these students uh, are learning through the course of their time at music camp, not to be music consumers, but to be active participants in making music. So not only to learn how to sing well, how to understand music as it's written on a page and how it comes together in a group environment, but to be able to take those experiences and 
have them be the seeds that are planted for their involvement their whole life in the musical life of the church. We want these students to be the next wave of worshipers in the church who know how to sing to God.